they hit the shot from half court. court. MVP of all sports, coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition know the deal, coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we in the building with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz. Coach Staley, man, how you been? It's been a minute since we've been here with our listeners, man. How you been? Man, it's been a while. Been blessed. Um, all is well, no complaints. Um, just other than, you know, the real tough news we got yesterday, Concerning Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the other seven passengers that was on that helicopter. Um, we're in the heart of basketball season, the heart of region. So just trying to stay focused and keep my guys focused. But um, no complaints, man. Family's good. Family's doing well. And, you know, we're here. Um, how things are going with you? Man, it's been good, man. I can't complain. The same thing. Been in the hustle and bustle of the ground of the season, man. Got that news yesterday, and we're going to get a little bit more into that in a few. Um, but uh, everything's good. Family's good, man. Uh, team's up and down, but, you know, we're still scratching and scraping. Um, but, Micah, how about you in sunny Orlando, Florida? Yeah, same, same. I mean, I'm staying busy. Uh, staying busy with lots of sports and in-season training, and then uh, – and then obviously with the, with the wife and the family here in Orlando, uh, it, it, it's been busy, but it's been great. And obviously we're on, we're on here to talk about the awful news from yesterday. And, uh, and I mean, obviously not all of us are fathers and, and just, uh, the heartbreaking news just makes you, uh, want to hold your loved ones and your kids a little tighter now. Uh, so it's, uh, definitely still a little, uh, a little somber over here for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. So we gonna go ahead and get right into it. So obviously the tragic news we're talking about is most people in the world already know is that Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gianna, and seven other um people in the and it was other family members on that um helicopter. It was it was a, um two parents and their child. Um, someone's wife, another child, you know, a lot of families were affected by this. They got into a helicopter crash in a, in a city in California and, you know, there were no survivors. And it was sad. It was, it, it's still hard to digest. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm still looking at it as not real. I'm just expecting to see Kobe pop up anytime on the TV. and You know, it's just really, really hard to digest. But, we're going to try to make this a, a positive, upbeat show in memory of Kobe, someone I adored so much, I really admired, I really respected um, being in a professional basketball myself. So and it was someone, you know, honestly, I'm teaching my sons to model themselves after and, 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 and be like when it comes to their work ethic. So we're getting to it. We're going to, we want to talk about, each of us is going to talk about the impact we think Kobe had. Um, and not just on basketball, we're also going to talk about our favorite Kobe moment. And then we'll discuss 
where we were and what we were doing when we got the news. So, Mike, I'm going to let you get started talking about the impact you think Kobe had on us, on this world. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Kobe, like, he, he, he was such a dynamic personality and dynamic competitor that, that, like, he had such an impact. Like, there's, I was listening to a show earlier today, and there's, like, there's Lakers fans, and then there's Kobe fans. Like, they're, they're, those are not one and the same. Those are two different people. And, like, the the amount of uh, of pride and, like, just uh, how high people held Kobe that were Kobe fans, um, it just showed, like, the, the impact that he had on people that, like, he made them want to strive to be better. He wanted them to have that. They, they wanted to have that Mamba mentality like him, like the competitiveness and the work ethic that he had, like made people just like be so drawn to him and so fiercely devoted to him. that I, I mean, I don't know of any other real like athletes that have like that rabid, fan base like he did like was he the most popular i mean i don't know he, I, I don't it, that's very hardly that's very arguable and Mike michael jordan fans Kobe, uh lebron james fans like jeff curry fans even like is he the most popular i don't know but like the ones that are his fans i would bet that they are the most devoted and rabid fan base and to towards him because there's something about Kobe that that just makes you want to be great, that makes you want to be perfect. Like everything that he was about, like he 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 didn't talk about like practice makes perfect. Like he epitomized perfect practice makes perfect. Like he was the ultra perfectionist and the ultra competitor and uh and I mean that's just something that like that impact that he had uh, on people and uh, and uh, on the game as being the ultra competitor. I mean, I think that's a unbelievable aspect. And then obviously we want to make this an upbeat show, but I mean I think one thing that's uh, extremely extremely heartbreaking from this tragedy is like now he's been what three four years retired, and the impact that he had made on the game since he had retired and the impact that he had made on, on female sports, like the impact that he was going to make for the next 20, 30, 40 years was going to be so unbelievable. Like he was a guy that was wanting to pay it forward and wanted to, to better everything about, about sports and other aspects of life. And, uh, and it's, it, I mean, it's extremely sad that, that we're not going to see that now. Um, but I mean, just everything about him, um, with his competitiveness and, and being a, a, a perfectionist and, and just not being afraid of anything. I, I remember hearing somebody talk today about, um, about how they talked about, oh, who's better, Jordan or Kobe? And Kobe talked about, like, I wish, I wish I could go back and play in the heyday with Michael Jordan. 
because I want that challenge. Like he's a guy that never, not like I'm not going to sit here and say Kobe's better than Michael. Michael's better than Kobe. That's not the time for that. But he's a guy that is the ultra confident, not scared of a challenge, and that's just that's something that 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 I realized that I would want that I want I want to have that I would want my my daughter to have that I would want if I have a son to have somebody that has that ultra competitiveness and ultra confidence and uh and that's something that that Kobe really had a huge impact on is just he was not scared and there's a lot of people that live life with fear and Kobe made you say hey I I can't be scared. Kobe is not scared of nothing. So that, that's probably my biggest uh, memory for sure. Yeah, for me, and, and everything you said, I, I agree with 100%. And it's so tough. It's so tough. Like you said, we're trying to make this an upbeat show. But obviously, I admired Kobe as a basketball player. I was a Kobe fan. I loved getting into arguments about who was better about um, Kobe, LeBron, or Jordan that as a wiser and older man. I know that I'm foolish to even get in those arguments because I do think comparison is the seat of Jordan. And now, and, and, and I was glad I was able to sit back and just enjoy all of, the, all of his grace, all of his greatness before his time was up on this, on this earth. But I really, really loved Kobe as a basketball player. His work ethic, his focus, and I think that has such a large impact on the game. The future young kids to work hard and to be dedicated. But I sincerely believe Kobe had his biggest impact in the short time that this game that he stopped playing the game. Because I loved Kobe when he played the game, but I fell in love with Kobe after he retired from the game. How he always put his family in the forefront. And he, and he did it while he played. You know, he put his family first while he played. And through his mistakes and even through his errors, he always put his family first. He always was transparent. He was, he was honest. And I gained so much respect for him through that because as humans, we tend to act like we're perfect and our flames are blue and there aren't any impurities and we're quick to judge others. But Kobe's shortcoming was, was displayed to the world. And he was a man about it. He was honest about it. And the impact that he had on the game after he retired was so huge to me. Like, because he showed that it's okay to be a father. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's, it's okay to be, to be loving and giving to your family, to your wife. Um, he had all daughters, and I have all sons. But it was it was it was just such a beautiful thing, and it and it impacted me because I'm gonna be honest with you, as as a as a as a black male in America, as an African American male in America, we need more African American young males to see, you know, how important it is to be a father, and and Kobe did that. How how strong fatherhood is as an African American male, and Kobe did that, and it meant a lot, and that's probably why. I was hurt the most. I was more hurt. I was hurt for his family. And not just Kobe, like everybody is saying, right? It was more people on the helicopter, but obviously we're talking about Kobe right now. I was just so hurt that those those babies, those children aren't going to get to say dad anymore. 
And I was yeah. even more I was even more hurt because he was being a parent. He was being a father in his last moment. You know, yeah. he was he was on his way to coach his daughter's travel team. And I want you to really think about that. How many superstars coach travel teams? Whether their kids are on it or not, I've seen a lot of travel ball and the superstars be sitting, the tired stars be sitting in the bleachers and cheering their kids on. But he actually put in the time to coach and help develop his daughter, her teammates and her friends. And that just was so prominent and special to me. That meant so much to me because that showed that he was such a selfless person and he was willing to bring himself down to the level to teach and not put himself on this plateau where he thought he was better than everyone and he thought it was only about him because I'm a legend. I don't, I don't have to do anything about that. I could pay somebody to, to coach my daughter and, and, and train my daughter. He didn't do that. He got yeah. in there and got his hands dirty himself and that was just so powerful to me. Um, I respected it a ton. I loved it a ton and that's why I was so hurt. I mean, I shed tears yesterday. I've been shedding tears the last the last 48 hours, you know, how many other hours it's been, it, 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 it hurts. And, yeah. and and as a father, I have three kids. I I couldn't imagine leaving my kids behind, but you know, all I could do is lean on my faith in, in moments like this and believe that, you know, God doesn't make mistakes and his family will be fine and, you know, his wife will be fine. But, and, and I know this sounds, nuts. Like I said, we're not trying to be sad, but I think his wife can live a little bit. I don't want to say handle it a little bit better, but at least Gigi was with her dad in those last moments. She had somebody there that, that was with her and she didn't go alone. And that, that I know it doesn't seem like it now, but that could be a blessing. That was probably a blessing in their last final moments because being who Kobe was, knowing who kind of type of person he was, I know he was strong all the way yeah. down, all the way down to those last moments. And, you know, selfishly, selfishly, I want him here. Because like you just said, he was about to do so much. He was an advocate for the women's game. And, you know, some, I still know dudes that think the women's game isn't good. So here's one of the top five, arguably one of the top three basketball players of all time, being an advocate of the game, being a face for the game. And, out with his daughter. So he had such a, a huge impact as a, as a father, as, as, as a diverse advocate, showing that it's not just about you and respecting all games and both sides of the game, and which, is, which makes it even bigger. So, I mean, we're, we're really going to miss Kobe. We're already yeah. missing him. And he was just such a kind spirit. He was competitive. And we, it, it, it's, it's going to be tough. It's just yeah, and you made you made some great points, and like you go off those, like I mean, what we talked about, he is the the ultra competitive guy, the ultra Mamba mentality, and then now he's raising four daughters, and he's an unbelievable father to them, and uh, like 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 you talked about, like it's it's heartbreaking, like the impact that the impact that he would have had on these next generation of males to see a strong black male being an unbelievable father to these four girls. Like, um, and like we said, we don't want to make it heartbreaking. Uh, 
or sad, but it, it's tough. And, and, and I mean, I uh, I watched an interview uh, today as well about where they were talking to Kobe about how he started using helicopters. He was like, I started taking helicopters to to the to the arena and to the practice facility so that I would have more time with my family. And he was like, I would get up early, I would work out, lift weights, take my daughters to school, drive them to school, get in the helicopter, go to the practice facility, practice, get all my extra work in, take the helicopter back and be in the car line to pick my daughters up from school. And he said, he's like, he's like, my wife said, I can pick them up from school. And he was like, no, I want to pick them up from school. Like there's too many times, like I'm gone, I'm on road trips and I don't get to pick them up from school. Like I relish those 20 minutes in the car with them. And like, I mean, I mean, like you said, like that brings, I mean, I'm about to tear up now. Like that's why he was taking that stuff. And, and then one positive thing out of it, I, I mean, I don't have any idea if it's true. Um, where they said, if somebody was quoted and saying Kobe was uh, before that helicopter ride, they saw Kobe at the Catholic Church or whatever with his family before before they left. Like he was at Sunday morning mass, and uh, I mean, I mean that I mean he was he was. He was worshiping God and and in in tune with with Jesus before before his final moment. So I mean, that's one thing that uh that, that, that has something to to lean on. I mean, uh, but like you said, it's it's heartbreaking for sure. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely heartbreaking. And all you can do is just lean on your faith and and your loved ones in a moment like this and. Like I said, selfishly, I'm not going to lie. I wish he could be there for his daughter. Like you said, he, he was, and he was a great role model. You know, he is a great role model. And people will be able to, like, live on that and, and go back to that and use that for for a while. But, I mean, forever, forever. And the fact that he was flying in helicopters, not for self-convenience, but to put his family first and have more time with his family, it's just another example of what type of man he is. And you can see the impact he had on all the players. Because it, it's people from the men's side, the women's side, reporters, actors. My brother Jason Reynolds, you know, he checked me out. This happened. It hurt, it hurt him so bad. Um, he, Gigi is funny, man. Story behind that, you know, he had just called Jason and told him how much Gigi loved the book, um, Dope that Jason wrote and you know he loved it so much she loved it so much that he wound up sending Jason a pair of sneakers just uh-huh. last month he just he sent him a pair of sneakers just last month and that goes to show you an example of what type of person Kobe is like you he didn't send it to Jason because he bought him joy he sent him a pair of sneakers as 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 a, a show of appreciation that yo you bought my daughter joy you bought you bought my children joy with your book and you know hey here you go I really appreciate that and you know, so it, that's just another little small story. So you could see what type of person Kobe Kobe was, man. And, and I do know his legacy will live on. So we're going to get into a little bit more upbeat. Um, Coach English will be back in a second. We're going to talk about our favorite 
Kobe moment. Um, I'll go first on this one. I have so many. I have so many favorite Kobe moments. But um, Coach English, I'm gonna let you go first. What's your favorite Kobe moment? Oh man, um, I just sat back down. <laughs> uh, uh, oh man, I think one of my favorite moments was the 81 point game. I know a lot of people don't really like that game, but um, he was on one that night. And at that age to do that, like I, I just enjoyed every second of watching that. Um, it it just showed like his mentality, um, his. And I'm pretty sure, you know, it's been covered so much already by you guys. But the way he thought, the killer instinct, the you're not going to, you know, you're not better than me. Never back down from anybody. And it was it was evident that night. So that's probably my favorite Kobe moment is that 81. All right. Um, I'll, get, I'll get into my favorite Kobe moment. And, Michael, I'll let you um, expound upon yours. I'm going to say my favorite Kobe moment was the 2000 Western Conference Finals versus the Portland Trailblazers. That's when I really knew that Kobe probably was about to be, as the, as the young folks like to say, one of the GOATs. I think that's when he like began to dominate that decade of 2000 to 2010. Um, he, was, he was lights out. And the most prominent play I remember in the cl- in the clutch match was the end. He hit Scottie Pippen with an in and out cross, and and Scottie being the great defender he was, but he shifted completely out of the screen almost, and Kobe dropped that sweet lob to Shaq, and Shaq looked like his arm went all the way up to the top of the square, and he dunked that thing, and ultimately the Lakers went ahead, went on, went on to win that series in seven games. And that's when I really was like, okay, Kobe, Kobe is really special. Like, I really, this is this is a guy I really admire. I really like his his approach to the game, and um, I really that's that was my favorite Kobe moment. That right there, outside of like seeing him with his daughter after he retired, obviously that was one of my favorite moments. But just from a basketball perspective, that would be my favorite Kobe moment. What about yours, Michael? Yeah, I I was. Coach G, I love the um, not just because he scored eighty one, um, but his quote afterwards, he was like, "They're like, well, what, 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 what was going on? Like, like, what do you feel about getting eighty one? He was like, "Yo, he's like, it's all about the W. He's like, it didn't matter if I didn't win. He's like, we needed something to happen, and I just turned it up a notch, and then it, it." Uh, it, it turned into something unbelievably special. He had like 55 in the second half, but like he was like, I don't really care about the 81. All I care about is the win. But I mean, uh, I mean, and that's what he was about. Like he was about winning. And but I mean, my favorite Kobe moment, hands down, is my man tore his Achilles and got back up. And made two free throws, not just because he wanted to show me it was tough. Like, this was like the Lakers were making a playoff run. They were in a tight game. And he's like, we need these buckets. We need these two points. And my man straight up tore his Achilles. And I thank God and knock on wood, I've never torn my Achilles. 
but from everybody I've known that has done it, that thing is as painful as it gets. And as we all know it's one of the longest injuries to recover from. And he didn't even have a grimace on his face. Like he didn't even look like, like he was in that much pain and limped out there and made both free throws like it was nothing and walked off like the baddest man out there. And <laughs> and when he did it, like when he did it, you didn't know he was Achilles. Like like he he heard it and you're like, he might have looked like an Achilles. And then walked get started was walking on it, made his free throws, and so you're like, Maybe he didn't tear it. Maybe he just like tweaked it. And then the news comes, he completely tore it. And it's like that man completely tore his Achilles and walked on it, didn't look like he was in that much pain, and knocked both free throws down and walked off the court. Like that is I mean, that is unbelievable, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine. And like that like that sounds like that sounds like the for I mean we're we're dating ourselves here. I mean the movie The Natural when I don't know, the dude hit the home run when he was bleeding. I don't even remember exactly what was wrong with him or whatever. But like it sounds like a movie script. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he Yeah, that that was that was nuts. The fact that he he shot those two throws and made it and he was so tough and it didn't even look like he was in pain. I'm like, yo, you no. tore your activity. I've seen kids get hit on the funny bone and cry. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, this dude, hey. this man is out here shooting with the torn Achilles. And it's just like, I guess, I'm not going to even lie to y'all. Talking about this, to get off topic a little bit, been a little therapeutic for me. Like, I needed to talk about it because it really hit home. And it didn't help when Jason hit me yesterday and he was feeling bad. And, and, you know, from the relationship that he had with Kobe. So it's just like, it it, it, it hurts. It hurts. But talking about it, it's ha- actually helped me see things and, and laugh about it a little bit and smile and appreciate it and even shed some more tears. But that's beautiful. But we'll keep it moving, man. We're going to talk about where we were when the news was broke to us and when we found out. And I guess I actually will go first this time. So, and this is not, I'm not just saying this because it sounds good. So, it was Sunday, early Sunday afternoon, um, when we found out, and me and my three sons, actually all three of us, and this is, and I guess this is God working in a mysterious way, all three of us, all three of my sons, me, well, well, Talon, Jason, Leo, and myself were all in the gym working out. We were doing a basketball workout and um, basically doing what Kobe loves to do the most, like work on your craft and get better. And we were working on our craft. Jason was having the best workout of his life. Talent was a little emotional. And it's crazy because Kobe was Talent's first favorite player. And I've never seen Talent act like this before in a workout because he takes his workout so serious. Like he is, like, he is laser being focused in his workout. But he just couldn't get himself together. He just couldn't get himself together. And, like, he was really emotional. And I'm not saying he was emotionally connected to Kobe, but I, I, I'm i just a firm believer in energy. And when you when you, when you you love someone, I don't care if you ever met him or you, you, you've never seen him before in your life. Like, 
you could feel it. And I think Kyle felt that. And he just couldn't get it together. So I told him to chill out, stop working out, get himself together. And Leo was in the gym. And that's when we found out about the helicopter, helicopter crash. Like, me and my three sons were in the gym, working on that craft, using some of the motivation we got from Kobe about working on your craft, and we found that out. And we were all, I mean, obviously the baby was, isn't old enough to understand what was going on, but, you know, Tal and Jay and myself was, were, were, were devastated, you know. Jason didn't want to believe it, you know. And, and Tal, like I said, Kobe being his first favorite player, it's crazy because the jersey that Jason wore to school today, the Kobe Bryant jersey that Jason wore to school today, used to be Talon's jersey. Talon can't even sit anymore. So that's how long they've been adoring and, and admiring this man and respecting his craft. And we remember that for the rest of our life. And I told Talon, I mean, I said, you had an emotional day and you didn't get the most out of the day. I said, but remember this, Kobe died on this day and, and you're going to remember this day for the rest of your life and you'll probably never have a bad workout, another, another bad preparation day for the rest of your life simply because it is especially when it comes to your craft and things you're passionate about. And he accepted and he embraced it. You know, we all were emotional. And, and especially when we found out that, that Gigi was on the helicopter, it, it, it hurt even more than we found out there was more people on the helicopter, um, seven other people, so, and, and children and, and, and families. So, you know, that's what we were. And I'm, I'm never going to forget that day because it was crazy because it was like, Jason turned the corner. He had, I mean, Jason had his best workout I've ever seen in my life. Like, he finally figured out, I mean, he's only eight years old, but it seemed like he finally figured it out. If I go hard, I'm going to really get better at eight. And Talon, who always worked hard, was having his worst workout that I've ever seen. And Leo was in the car seat sleep when we were all in the gym. And I'm going to use that as, as a monumental moment to keep pushing him forward. Like, you know, Gigi isn't going to get the workout again. She's not going to get the opportunity to, to get better. And the, the, the girls, his daughters, aren't going to get the opportunity to listen to their dad again. So don't take anything for granted. I even told my basketball team that. I got on a group me and made all of them tell their parents that they love them. Because if you, you a lot of times these young kids get disrespectful, it's nothing worse than a disrespectful kid. And you tend not to want to listen to your parents. But if your parents were gone, you would crumble. You would you would pray to God to have them back every day, and that's what that's what these young ladies are going to go through. This is what his wife is going to go through. So, you know, that's what we were. We gonna remember that, man. Coach E, where were you? Um, now, uh, I, for those that know, some might not. I'm on another podcast called Relationship Status, and um, with uh, CL Butler and uh, this girl named Neat Cruz, and uh, we were recording yesterday, and. It came across, I don't even know, we was talking, like, we don't even remember what we was talking about. And it came across my phone. So, like, CL sits to the left of me. So, it came up on my phone, and I'm like, so I show the phone to CL, because I, you know, I think it's clickbait. Like, I didn't even think it was for real. So, I show it to CL, and, like, CL was in mid-sentence, and he stops. So, then, like, Neek kind of picks up, and, and she starts talking. And CL gets in his phone. So now Neek's talking and me and CL are just in our phone trying to figure out, is this true? Because it came through TMZ. So then I get on my computer and I'm on ESPN. There's nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to find any, the only report is TMZ and it's a Twitter report. So I was like, I don't even believe, man, this ain't true. 
You know, because it's like, you know, TMZ breaks stuff. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. They'll just go ahead and retract it. But then it hit ESPN, and I was like, yo. That, and then and <clears throat> in the middle of the podcast, we stopped and just started talking about Kobe. And I never thought that I would be, I wouldn't say emotional, but I never thought that it would affect me. And I think what it did was, you know, to see somebody die who's your age, who's your exact age. And not only that, but I think like Kobe, we watched him grow up. Like we literally watched him grow up and become a, like we grew up with him. I know I did. And I know, you know, all of us did. A matter of fact, we grew up with him. Like he hit the NBA young and we watched him go through trial and tribulation and life stuff and becoming great. And on this, you know, not being being underrated and said he shouldn't have made the jump. And, you know, to see him grow into the greatness that he always knew he had. And just like that, somebody my age is gone. Like, he didn't leave the house thinking that he wasn't going to make it back. His wife didn't watch him walk out, watch him. And and then just to think about you're on a plane and as a father, which all of us are, if you have an opportunity, if you're in a circumstance where you can save your child and you die, you would do that. But, like, what, you know, to imagine what might have been going through his head that neither I can't even save her. Like there's nothing I can do to save her. At this point, what do I, you know, what is his thought process? You know, so it just really affected me as a father. It affected me as a basketball fan. It affected me as just a man, a person who, because he was a person who had a succeed or die mentality. You know, um, nobody's going to work. Nobody's going to outwork me mentality. Um, you know, and it was, you know, the mamba mentality, you know, it just, it affected me. And I never thought, I never thought a celebrity or someone I didn't know personally passing on would affect me. And so in that moment, like literally stop. I mean, we still was recording, but you know, just kind of took that moment. And I thought about my kids. I thought about my life. And where and where it stands, and you know, man, like how short it is, how precious each friggin' moment you have is. Um, and it, I mean, it's just it was so much, and then like, and it, and it, it affected me today, and it's almost like not to get a little personal, but I seen my kids from my marriage for the first time in seven years today, and like, I cherished every single second of being with them today. And my ex-wife gave me an opportunity. I, I jumped at it, left work early, said, yo, I don't give a damn. If you give me 15 minutes, I'm going to take it. And it was more so, it, it was because that's the type of man I am. But it really, like, it was like, yo, I got to be, it's got to be a situation where this thing, it's like things come together because of something else that happened. And it just so happened things kind of worked in cohesion. So, you know, I, I it, you got to live life, man. And, you can't take nothing for granted. You, you know, you, you just got to live. And I think that that's, that's where I was. That's what I was doing. I was podcasting and doing something I love doing. When, when I heard it, 
and it just affected me in ways I didn't think. I never thought I would be affected by somebody I didn't know passing on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, like we talked about, like, this is something that, like, 9-11 and and other stuff where you always will remember where you are when when it happens. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I'll always remember where, where I was and what was going on when, when I heard the news. And so actually my wife, my baby Mia and I were, we were walking up. We had just parked and we were walking up to, to go watch the pro bowl, which is here in Orlando. And, we were walking up to the stadium and I got a text and it was from my boy who, I mean, he's always messing around. And, uh, he texted me and I just looked at it real quick and it said, yo, Kobe's dead. And I didn't even think nothing of it really. I'm like, what's he talking about? Maybe he's like talking about like LeBron just passed Kobe on the all time scoring list. And like, so now Kobe's not the man or something like that. So I just put my phone in my pocket and we kept walking. And like 20 steps later, we're passing by a guy on his phone and he's crying. He's like, yo, I can't believe he's gone. I can't believe Kobe passed. Five steps later, another guy's on the phone talking about, I can't believe it happened. I cannot believe he's passed. I turned to Whitney, my wife, I'm like, Yo, go on your phone and check the internet and see did Kobe Bryant die? And she checked it, and I mean, it was just so heartbreaking. Like, I mean, he was just all over Sports Center that that morning about how LeBron had just passed him, and it was all talking about LeBron, how much respect he had for Kobe, and it, and like this was like all of the news in the morning about LeBron just passing Kobe. And then three, four, five hours later, I mean, he's gone. It's unbelievable how that happened. And uh, at the Pro Bowl yesterday, like she was looking stuff up and she was like, went on Kobe's Twitter page and like Kobe's last tweet was, to LeBron and how proud he was of how LeBron had passed him and like it's just crazy and shows you like how how much you need to cherish life and you really never know when it can be taken from you and just makes you like we said in the beginning of the show want to uh, like you said Coach Daly you want tell your players to tell their parents how much they, you love them makes me want to tell my parents how much I love them. Hold my wife and baby a little tighter. Like, you never know when it's going to end. So, that was crazy. And it's something I, I mean, I'll remember for the rest of my life where I was and what was what I was doing when I found out. Hey, yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that. Like, it, Michael, like you said, you know, tell your parents you love them and this and the third because I forgot to bring up this point. Like, I heard this what time did that news break? About like 2, 2.30? Yeah. At like 12 o'clock here in Hartsville the night before, like at like 2, 3 in the morning, like four people got shot up in a mass shooting in Hartsville. And then yesterday afternoon after Kobe died, 
there was an active shooter at Coca College. And it's like, I, yo, yesterday I was like, yo, what is going on? Like, if, if, if you don't wake up and live your life every day, tell the people in your life you love them every day, like every opportunity you get, because you have no clue what you, what's going to happen. And you just you you just gotta make the most of of these moments, man. Life is a series of moments, and you have to take you have to take advantage of all of them. And you gotta you you just gotta let people know how you feel as much as you can. No doubt, I, I agree one hundred percent. And that's one thing I do, man. I don't mind being sentimental. I don't mind telling my friends I love them. I miss them. I tell my family I love them. I miss them. I don't think we do it enough. I don't think we spend enough time together. I think we need to value time more, time with your loved ones, time with the people you care about more. And, you know, because you never, you never know. You know, I'm looking at a lot of people saying, it's like, man, I thought Kobe was going to live forever. You know, because, like, he was that big to so many people. And, like I said, I fell in love with him after he retired, even more. Because I was like, the, 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 what he symbolized and what he represented as a father, you know, it meant so much to me. And I, I have a soft spot in my heart, you know, for active, loving, caring fathers. You know, that's not to take anything away from the mom, you know, that I value and cherish my wife. But fatherhood is something I take really, really serious, man. But, you know, I guess we can start with our closing statements. And we just go, I'm going to keep my simple, you know, I'm praying for all the families. And if you lost a loved one, you know, just lean on your face and, you know, rest in peace with Kobe being Bryant. Um, we're going to miss you and thank you for everything that you gave us while you were here, all the memories and just all the joy, all the entertainment. We appreciate it because you didn't have to do it. And um, just thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll say... Um I mean, you said a great coach, Julian. I mean, prayers to, to all that were affected in this crash. Obviously, like we're, we're talking about Kobe and his family, but prayers to all. And um, I mean, just a couple of cool things uh, from today, like completely unscripted in, uh, in one of our, uh, our, our, our groups today, our workout groups. We're finishing our workout with, uh, we're doing abs. And Coach Daly, you know, like we'll always do three, four sets of abs. And we normally always do sets of 20. And uh, I say up and the, the group says the number. And so we did a couple sets. And then on our la on my last set, uh, and one of the kids are like, let's do 24 for Kobe. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> And so we did 24, and then uh, and then just late, later tonight, we had our middle school group late, late at night, and uh, we always break down, and I'm like, all right, let's get a break. Who wants to break it down? And the kid's like, the little sixth grader, he's like, let's break down on Kobe on three. And like, I mean, the impact that he had, like, it's, and the generations that he's touched, the people he's touched is, is tremendous, and... Uh, and that was just something that was really touching for sure. Like, it's not like I said, hey, we got to do something for Kobe. Like, these kids, they wanted to do it. And, uh, 
And then I mean, just listening to some of the stuff today, like one of the things Kobe talked about in one of his interviews when he was retiring was, "How do you want to be remembered?" And he was like, "I want to be remembered as a talented overachiever." Like, yeah, I was I was blessed with some great God-given talent, but I took that talent and I overachieved with that talent. And if if people had that mindset to just be an overachiever and like we know we've we've coached so many guys that we've been like guys and girls that we've been like they're blessed with so much talent that they don't even know and they 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 they, 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 they don't want it they're not ever gonna reach their their potential. They they don't know how much talent they've got. Kobe knew he was blessed with unbelievable talent and he wanted to do everything in his power to overachieve with that talent and 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 that's what he epitomized and that's what 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 made people draw be drawn to him for sure. Yeah man, I'm a I I, I think you guys said it <laughs> everything I could possibly say, man. It's a uh it's a somber moment. It's like you watched like I said before, you watched someone grow up. You grew up with someone um literally year to year and you watch them just defeat everything and constantly conquer mountain after mountain after mountain um and you know to know that that um uh, his wife who's a mother lost not only her husband but also lost lost a daughter um uh, to know that you know that more families are affected um it's, it's a somber, humbling um, moment in which you just go, you know, man, you gotta, you gotta just cherish every moment, man. And you know, my kids was talking about Kobe today, and and I was just like, just listening to them talk with adoration and everything else, man. And and one of the kids had like his um his one of his highlights up and they were showing everybody because they was having a dispute between him and Jordan and LeBron and and it was just it, it was crazy to just see like the kids be feel the way they felt about like I said it, it's like like talent like Tal felt and Jay felt and you Josh and you Micah and 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 the kids at your school Mike like it's just the effect that a person can have on everybody <clears throat> just by living their life on their own terms and putting in the work in whatever they did. So, you know, um, it's, a, you know, the Stanley English show is usually upbeat, but on this, on today, we just, I called Josh this morning. I was like, yo, we gotta get a show in. Like we gotta do a show. And he was like, yeah, yo, you, you thinking the same way I'm thinking. So I'm happy we did this. Like you say, Josh, it was therapeutic for you. I know it was therapeutic for me. Um, like I said, got some stuff off my chest I've been trying to say all day and just haven't had an opportunity to. So, you know, you know how to reach us, man. It's the Staley and English Show at gmail.com. It's the Staley and English Show at gmail.com. Until the next time, y'all, we are out.
13-year-old daughter Gianna and seven others were killed in a helicopter crash this morning in Calabasas, California, reportedly on their way to Gianna's travel basketball game. Bryant was 41 and one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA. And his train heels off the warm-up in honor of his dearly departed friend Kobe Bryant. He will start the game wearing uniform 